Hey everybody, welcome into the big house. This is Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Buyers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward, and that scoreboard right back there says Michigan 42, Ohio State 27. The first time in a long time. A lot of streaks came to an end. Ryan Day gets a Big Ten loss. The Big Ten champions of four years in a row. That's over. The rivalry streak is dead. The national championships are over. So, um, other than that, I guess it was a pretty good day for Ohio State. Just brutal. I'll say this first of all that obviously I was very wrong about my prediction about this game. And Michigan deserves credit for playing extremely well. There are gonna be a lot of things that we talk about that are Ohio State issues that could have let them win the game. But by no means am I saying that Michigan didn't deserve to win this game. Yeah, Michigan came out and out tough the Buckeyes from, from the first drive of the game. And you know, it kind of felt like what they did is they watched that Minnesota tape, they watched that Oregon tape and said, hey, we can punch this team in the mouth uh, up front on offense and defense, and they will not be able to withstand it. And that's unfortunately what happened. I don't you know. The Buckeyes come out today, and you don't have Pascal Garrett on the starting that's starting on the defensive line on the first drive of the game. And I, I just there's just a lot of things. I'm like, I'm not sure why that happened. I'm not sure why that happened. Ameka Abuka back from the uh, you know the absence a week ago is not on the availability list. Not returning kicks. Julian Fleming, great athlete, but. You have to have a different mentality to return kicks and be successful at it. Uh, I'm not sure he has that yet, and maybe this was not the right atmosphere to uh, begin experimenting. Um, you know, bottom line, Ohio State hasn't lost to Michigan in 10 years, and I, I tweeted this after the game, but nothing lasts forever. They, they are never, there was going to come a time when Ohio State was going to lose to Michigan again. This is a very good Michigan team that played very well, and it's, and it's a complete team, solid on offense and defense. They didn't ask anything out of Cade McNamara. He didn't have to do anything. They just simply dominated. The one time they tried to let him make a play, he threw a terrible interception. And that's the thing, though. He didn't have to do anything because they told Ohio State, basically handed him the playbook and said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to keep the running back behind the tight end until you can't stop it. And guess what? Ohio State couldn't stop it no matter what. It was it was as physical of a beating as Ohio State has taken in a long time. They were not really that long. It's been since Oregon. But I, mean, but I don't even think I, it, I think that yeah. was more scheme and finesse and getting to the outside and, and taking advantage of schematic deficiencies in Kerry Combs' defense. I can, I can, this was, you can line up and put seven guys in the box. You can bring whoever you want in as the, the bullet. You can do whatever you want. You are not stopping the run. And Ohio State, nine on seven the whole game. And Ohio State had no choice but to just let it happen because they couldn't stop it. I was going to say this something along those lines as well, Spencer, that certainly there's going to be flashbacks and comparisons to week two where these issues there for Ohio State all along. It wasn't just defensively where obviously they were gashed uh, throughout that loss early in the season, but you know, I thought the rush defense had improved markedly. Well, that didn't turn out to be the case against the most physical team they played. And Michigan just smashed it down Ohio State's throat where Oregon had free reign schematically and with blown assignments on an inexperienced team. That game, the Oregon loss was not a precursor in my mind of what happened today. It was a fluke because if Ohio State played that game over again right now, they would beat Oregon by 50. Maybe Michigan, and Mich well, I mean. <laughs> this was not a fluke. No, this was a this was a This was a beat down physically for Ohio State. And that includes this high powered offense and what was uh, billed as potentially uh, a Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. They were no. not that today. I think the final count was five false starts. C.J. Stroud tried to take some of the blame for that with his inability uh, to communicate, losing his voice and being sick. But 
the noise got to Ohio State. They tried to go tempo. They would jump off sides. They were, you know, Dewan Jones and Nicholas Petit Ferrer both struggled mightily with Aiden Hutchinson. You give credit to him as well. But and that's, I think, what's important to keep in mind about this is we're going to look at all of Ohio State's breakdowns, and we're going to be talking about it for the next month and probably the next twelve months. Well, I mean, certainly the next nine. Uh, Ohio State, the season for all intents and purposes is now over. Uh, sure, there will be a bowl game. It'll be a nice, sunny warm destination probably but the, the reality is that game means nothing what happens now is that there are a lot of decisions to be made for guys like Garrett Wilson does he even come back and play a bowl game Chris Olave does he play there's all these things that you don't like to think about when the season's over but then you think about certain things that are happening in this game Michigan's touchdown down here to make it 28-13 Cade Stover has to play linebacker today for Ohio State he gets dragged to the ground I mean not this is, I'm not making it about officiating but this is an inexperienced Ohio State team where nobody had played in this game. And for all the things that all year long we talk about, inexperience here, inexperience there, this game matters. And it's a whole lot different. And I think the people at times think that they know what's coming, but the way that you get hit in this game, the way that this crowd is in this game, the way that the energy is in this game, it is different. And when you have an entire roster of players 40-some-odd freshmen and sophomores who didn't get to play in this game a year ago. They didn't know what they were coming into. And to me, this was an, an Ohio State team that believed they were owed a win in this game. And to say it bluntly, one team played like they had nothing to lose, and another team played like they couldn't lose. And uh, I think we saw what happened when... All of a sudden, Michigan playing very loose, very energetic. Ohio State did not appear ready for that initial punch in the face. And, you know, that, that goes on the Ohio State coaching staff. There's going to be some changes. This, to me, Spencer, feels like Clemson 2016 when, you know, it's not a 31 or nothing blowout, but there's going to have to be changes on this Ohio State defensive coaching staff. I agree. I absolutely agree. And, you know, like you said, there were – how do I want to say this? There were times every there were times where I wanted to look at Austin and say, okay, this is the turning point. So Ohio State starts to put into gear. At 10-7, Garrett Wilson makes a play. Okay, the defense is going to figure things out. They figured things out the last 10 weeks. Uh, Chris Olave makes that crazy catch down two scores, but you think, okay, maybe they score here, ignites the defense, gets the stop. There were so many moments that could have been turning points for Ohio State. And the biggest difference from the last 10 years in this exact game to this year is when Ohio State started to, to learn to throw the punches, Michigan had one to throw back. When Ohio State got down against in 2017 and, and they were able to come back in that game, they threw those punches and Michigan couldn't come back. Michigan threw an interception instead. You know, 2019, Ohio State continued to throw punches and they ended up 56-27. This was a game where Michigan dominated from... The, the, the beginning of the of the second half when they stuffed Trayvon Henderson on a third down run from there Michigan scored Ohio State punted Michigan scored and it was over and and it didn't really feel like if when they got it to a one score game Ohio State sort of had a little bit of that momentum but then you give the ball right back to an offense that can't be stopped and, and what do you get you get another touchdown yeah I, I think there's an interesting parallel there to 2016 from Berm um, I mean this is obviously that was a death knell for that version of the Ohio State offense and it brought in Ryan Day. This putting up giving up 42 points against the Michigan team that can't throw and is playing in the snow and every time it tried to stretch the field, really, I mean it I mean 
Bryson Shaw makes a hell of an interception. They, they beat Denzel. They, kudos they, Michigan. They, they went at Denzel took, Burke. Took a nice shot when they got an offsides. Again, that was a lack of execution, a lack of focus for Ohio State. They did a lot of this. Uh, again, Ohio State did a lot of this to itself. It's it, You can give credit to Michigan and point to the flaws for Ohio State because it got beat by a team that has less talent than Ohio State. There's really no argument about that. Hutchinson's a great player. Haskins had a great day running on the ground, but there's no reason whatsoever for Ohio State's defensive line to get bullied around up front by this Michigan offensive line. The linebackers are thin and experienced. You said Kate Stover. We, we knew earlier in the week that he was going to have to potentially play an emergency role. They were down to six guys. You see him on the field in this game. A lot of this will sound like excuses for Ohio State, but I'm not making those at all. They were, they were not the better team today. And Ryan Day kept stressing that over the last couple of weeks that just because you are the better team on paper doesn't make you the better team on a Saturday. And they simply were not that today. And I give you know Bryson Shaw credit not only for the pick, but this is the second time that he's gone in there. I think he was probably the bright spot for that unit throughout the course of the day. Not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but second time now in a few weeks where he's had to come in and say, that was not acceptable and we won't let that happen again. Now, <laughs> the big well, word he used. Guy. You have a long time to get ready for that though, because what's going to happen in the Fiesta Bowl or the Rose Bowl, you know, that's not going to make any difference. The biggest thing he said in that post-game press conference, Bryson Shaw, this, and it was just three words, this is embarrassing. They got, and the defense, for the defense, it will be embarrassing. It'll be embarrassing for the next 364 days until they kick off in the horseshoe and they get to prove that, they, that that's not the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry because, you know, they were physically dominated. You know, Michigan was able to do whatever they wanted offensively, and what they wanted to do was run the ball, and they didn't have to throw. Yeah, and it's not the same as 2016 in some ways, and the fact that that was Ohio State was clearly being out schemed at that point. The Ohio State offense had fallen behind. Well, we now, but else. I will say we've now seen this twice. Once, as with Oregon, was out schemed. Yeah, they thought that they'd corrected it. They had to try and adjust on the fly. Today was physical, so both things happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, see, that's the problem with a game like this is that it's hard to put it on the coaches necessarily other than are your guys prepared? And, you know, all we heard all week, I talked to a number of people even before the game, these guys believe they were ready. To me, it comes down to simply not understanding the nature of this game. And I think this is something that Nick Saban sort of alluded to it earlier this week about how sometimes fans, and I'm not trying to put fans on, on the chopping block here, but it gets easy to get sort of lackadaisical about something when every single year you beat the doors off of your opponent that is your biggest rival. This game still matters, and this game mattered a whole hell of a lot to Jim Harbaugh, who said in, in July he was going to beat Ohio State or die trying. This is a team that came out today playing with their hair on fire for their coaches, and I didn't see the Ohio State defense playing with their hair on fire. Yeah, that shows on that scoreboard right behind us as we wrap up here on Rapid Reaction. Brought to you by Byers Auto. 42-27 is the final damage. Ohio State coming up short in the game. Uh, a lot more questions that have to be asked and answered in the days in the head and, and months as well. We're going to cover that for you as we always do at Letterman Road moving forward now. Regular season is over. No Big Ten championship game next week. We'll see exactly where Ohio State goes from here. That's Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. We will see you back in Columbus, Ohio.